Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You're listening to The Cricket Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cricket Podcast, where we're pretty sure that there's nothing wrong with the pitch. India just need to learn how to play spin better. <laughs> I'm Jack Hope. I'm joined by Max Rowe Brown. How are you doing, Max Rowe Brown? Very good. good day? Yeah, uh, I chose the wrong time to take a sip of coffee there. <laughs> and <laughs> we've got, it everywhere. And we've got Dan Weston on the podcast. Uh, long time no see for me, Dan. How, how are you doing? How are you getting yeah. on? Yeah, I'm good. I think last time I was on the pod was with Max and Ross, yep. and it was after the second second game in this series. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a theme coming on. So, yeah, all oh, good here. How times have changed. Uh, on this episode, we will be talking about India v Australia. The third test just wrapped up. Well, I say just wrapped up. Wrapped up about six in the morning, uh, UK time. We're recording this at lunch. We'll be giving our views, our hot takes, and um, some of our less hot, more considered takes, hopefully. Um, Max, what happened in the cricket? Well, Jack, in the cricket, we were treated to a, a test match at uh, indoor for uh, only the the third time, I believe, after obviously the old uh, the Dar- Dharma Salam, the 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 nonsense that happened before, yeah. and um, the, yeah, and uh, interestingly, the uh, the pitch curators decided that they're going to go with the uh, inverse Nigerian flag approach, um, which involves <laughs> grass in the middle and nothing anywhere else. And funnily enough, that resulted in a pitch that was quite difficult to bat on. India batting first, skittled uh, by Kuhneman rather than, than Lyon in this particular occasion. Uh, just the 109. Australia with an excellent opportunity to take a commanding lead. They took a lead. Um, and at one point, Jack, we thought that they were going to end up succumbing with Pajara's vigil in the in the third innings looking like being key. But a couple of key catches turned things around and... Uh, Australia won in India by nine wickets and uh, just after we'd got together Jack and lamented about how Australia had no hope and it was guaranteed to be 4-0 we were proven to be wrong in uh, double quick time and uh, well Australia cock a hoop India soul searching perhaps where would you like to start? I think the first thing we should start with is uh, us uh, to exonerate our our guilt for predicting that this would be 4-0. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I'd like to point out that I said 3-1 on the series preview. 
Um, so that's it's that is definitely on. Mm -hmm. Um, second, whilst we did describe the series as professional wrestling, um, we also said that there was a five to ten percent chance that something wacky happened. That's true. And I would say that that we did get that five to ten. I did say it was entirely possible that you could get skittled at some point. So yeah, I think Um, the scattergun approach got us there. Yeah, yeah, you know, we just predict everything and and eventually we were right. Um, Dan, uh, let's go over to you uh, for the first word on the game. What did you think about the match? Like what, what stood out to you um, from the from the perspective of uh, key narratives, yeah. Okay, so full disclosure. First of all, is the fact that I actually didn't write off the the uh, chance of Australia Test win either. I, uh, although I did lean towards the, the fact that Smith and Labuschagne would be the the potential match winners for for Australia, which is kind of, I mean, they made some useful contributions, but uh, probably wasn't probably wasn't completely the case. Look. <sighs> It's not made no mistake. I think this is a fantastic victory for Australia. Um, and also, I mean, like, yeah, let's let's kind of like <laughs> batting second in India on a ranked turner is what, what would you what would you give them ten percent chance of winning at the most? And these things do happen in professional sport. You know, this is this is this is what happens sometimes. Uh, we upsets occur. Does it make Australia any better than? Than, than they were before the match, possibly not. Does it make India any worse than they were before the match? Possibly. Um, but as I said last time I was on the show, this this Australia, uh, you know, the management group should be pretty thorough in their preparations. I would expect that from them. And uh, I was pleased for them that, that, that they got themselves back in back in this with a, obviously an a excellent win here. Um, Nathan Lyon, outstanding. I think that's one of the big narratives and uh the Kuhneman, uh who seems to have been plucked out of obscurity uh very successful in the first innings in particular so yeah spin to win it seems chaps right well it yeah. seems to be like that so. yeah 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 <laughs> I, I i mean i i think there are sort of two really broad camps you can put yourself into on this test first is the heroic angle which is you know australia from two nil down have come together to salvage something out of the tour they've overcome what's a pretty significant skill gap between the two nations in these conditions uh their captain's gone home they've had injuries they picked the wrong team and then they've ended up with like their fifth choice spinner starting in this match on a point of captaincy i mean maybe we'll get on this a bit but could that be a, a, a been a blessing in disguise um maybe i mean i'd still take cummins over stark and i i, I don't think the captaincy really had anything to do with it to be honest, nah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him much, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get onto that. That's a good talk. He, he put Cameron Green on the boundary and Umesh Yadav held, held out to him. That's a win. <laughs> yeah. Um, they also overcame, player at, at, at Cal Corner. they also overcame, as you said, Max, the reverse Nigerian flag, Dr. Pitch. They did. Um, and it is what it is. I mean, like it, India have tried to talk to the pitch it backfired when, spectacularly. When you when um, you have uh, like visual evidence of a pitch that hasn't been treated the same across the whole length of the strip, that is categorically doctored. <laughs> like that's the very yeah, I definition. Think <laughs> I think I think we can largely agree with that. And then you know they've got all these barriers, and they have Lion is heroic. I think he's the to claim the most wickets of any overseas player ever in Australia now, more than fifty. Takes eight for in a, in an innings in a crucial third innings, 
Uh, Uzi does enough with the bat to make sure they get a decent score. As you said, Dan, Marcus Kuhneman comes basically out of nowhere to turn into Jadeja mm. on roids. Um, Smith takes a wonder catch, which mm. I think is 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 you know definitely in 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 the in the in the well, credit column for him. It, that makes up for the five drops in the first two. And and they're like not massively maligned, but some people had questions their their three spinners approach. That I think comes off as well as they've got. You know, I I think with this one, it might be a bit of a template for some other overseas teams. If you don't have one spinner that can bowl three different ways, or even two spinners that can bowl three different ways, just pick more and more spinners that can do different things. And as the you know, as if the pitch is you know spinning eight degrees in the first innings and shooting along the floor, a guy who bowls quite quickly and always nails the same point on the pitch is perfect. Mm. If it's a little bit easier to bat on in the second innings, a guy with 400-odd test wickets and Nathan Lyon, loads of experience all around the world, yeah, he comes into the game a little bit. And then you've got Todd Murphy doing the, well, like... Picking up the loose ends. Graham Swan light impression. Um <laughs> To 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 cut to come into the game if there's a if there's a if there's a place for an off spinner, I, I think that kind of worked. And then like you know, to your point, Dan, it 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 gives you sort of faith in the whole thing as a sporting contest when a mm-hmm. team does come through against all that adversity and you do have those individual achievements. It gives you a little bit of faith that it isn't, uh, as I said on the last podcast, basically professional wrestling and and, and kind of an exhibition in. You know, how many crazy wickets can Jadeja get this week? <laughs> it's um, it's a little bit, um, I think, as a neutral anyway, and, and definitely if you're an Australian fan, it's a little bit more entertaining, engage and engaging as a product when this happens. Um, that's I think camp one. I've gone for the heroic angle. Yeah. Is anyone would anyone put themselves Stan Max in camp one? Are these Aussie heroes? I'd like to, I'd like to hear camp two first. Camp two. Before I paint right, my colours to the mask. Camp two is this is entirely down to luck. Um, okay. <laughs> now, in the last six years, India have four sub one fifty scores in in India. They got one here, two in Pune when they lost to Australia last time, one in in Ahmedabad last time. So there's yeah a massive amount of luck. In the you know just in the first place that their nine quite competent batters have all failed and most of them failed twice. Let's be honest, like they they, did, they didn't really come to the party in the second innings. Um, nobody could have seen Matt Kuhneman becoming Jadeja on roids. Like and in the second innings, he was back to being Matt Kuhneman. He wasn't. The BBC he didn't do this couldn't in even innings. see. BBC <laughs> yeah. couldn't even see Matt Kuhneman. They put a picture they, of Todd yeah. Murphy in their article. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they actually did. Um, like the guy, he had he probably built the best he'll ever bowl. He nailed exactly the part, the place on the pitch where he need that he needed to nail the whole way through that first innings. Obviously, it takes skill. Like these guys are yeah. great, and as we said in the in the preview to this test, Max, like you don't really understand how good these players are even to be on the plane to Australia. Like it is, it's perfectly plausible that he does just have his best day, and he did. But it is. You know, it is there's an element of luck in that as well. Yeah, I mean, second, he was comparatively quite poor in the uh, second, in, in even the third innings. even for recent bomb site pitches in India. This is this one took the cake. They had eight degrees of spin in the first session, like that's that's preposterous. The ball yeah. that got rowed spanned eight degrees. Pajara had one that spanned seven and a half. Also, and in that in that Pajara over, the variation in bounce was yeah. between about eighteen centimeters and eighty centimeters in six I, balls. I was just about to say this, like the the average ball on the in the first innings that Pajara was out to pitches there. It's I think it goes through at sixty seven centimeters. The one that got him was at forty. It's a foot difference. That's a massive. Um, you know, 
that's a huge even to a spinner that's a massive variation and it, day it, it one is, it is basically freak circumstances and it, the, the pitch did calm down a little bit so india mm. you know they batted badly in a in a bad situation against a guy having an absolute day out um those freak circumstances mean that realistically australia's top end score about 200 becomes extremely useful mm. In, in the scenarios you need you need that that to happen then you need australia to actually scrape together the 200 and they they tried like hell not to do that <laughs> like it it wasn't it wasn't easy going basically their second best player in the conditions really stood up and and did get the runs i think arguably that's not so much luck i mean i, I think kawaja has played well in the series and has got a pretty good track record in in asian conditions so we'll we'll uh, yeah you, you can give them that um even after that, though, India get back into the game and have to throw it away in the third innings. Maybe not throw it away, but I think probably, what were they? They were 10 behind with seven wickets in hand. If I was an Australian, I'd be thinking this is 50-50 right now. Um, I, I think with Pajara and Shreyas Iyer going pretty well, it looked it looked like they were going to be chasing 150-plus. And then um, Mitchell Stark comes in and Shreyas Iyer inexplicably hits a full toss. Uh, no, a half volley, sorry, straight to uh, the man at mid-wicket. Um, I saw there was an article, we talked about this actually on our last pod as well, about how England might have been a bit lucky in some of their baseball games. I I think that if we're going to look at an example of, and I, you know, I'm maybe not fully in the luck camp, but I think if you want an example of how luck can go your way in a test match, I think there's a, a shit ton that happened here, basically, that that went the way of Australia for them to actually pull this off. Fair play, though, they got across the line. They're the two camps, you know, let's say it's a scale... Where, where do you fall on the scale, Dan, of luck to her- heroism? Yeah, I wouldn't quite call it luck. I would call it uh, a part of the probability distribution for the match that could occur before the match started, if that makes sense. So, you know, let's, let's say for sake of argument, you assign India a 90% chance of winning the match and Australia a 10% chance of winning the match. Well, out of that 10% chance Australia are going to win the match, a certain percentage, probably quite a decent percentage of the 10% will be a match which falls along this kind of path in terms of, as you say, India scoring kind of the exact amount Australia needs for them to get a decent first innings lead and then imploding from essentially when they were 25 for four in the second innings, which doesn't sound great, but it actually effective 25 for four with two set batters is on this pitch was possibly a recipe for success so you know 150 lead or whatever and 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 australia are going to be under immense immense pressure batting fourth on this pitch so i mean and, and you can say we well, yeah, they got 75 for one or whatever it was at the end but it doesn't make 75 for one chasing 75 is no problem but there wouldn't be 75 for one if they're chasing 160 170 you know like they approach the chase completely differently so what i'm trying to say is that before the match there's all sorts of pathways that a match can go down all of which have different probabilities this was one does that mean it's luck some some yeah there's gonna be some factors attributed to that uh does is it just a variance that's associated with high level professional sport yeah probably that too um so kind of a lot of factors, really. Uh, I think you could probably say a mixture of luck and kind of the winds aligning nicely, if you like, for uh, for this kind of outcome to happen. Um, but you have to give credit to to Kawaja and Lyon and, and Kuhneman for actually doing doing what they're what they're in the team to do. Max, are you a luck or a her- hero? I'm yeah. um, I'm I'm mostly luck. I'm sort of 
trying to liken it a little bit to a, a game of poker where Australia have been dealt like pocket nines and they bet sort of surreptitiously. And then they've worked out that actually India have pulled a seven, two, but they're so confident they're going to try and bluff their way through the entire thing <laughs> and, um, and fall them flat on their face. That's, that's where I feel. I think um, there's Australia. I mean, they deserve a lot of credit because they, there were a sort of a lot of, like you say, through luck or however you want to put it, a lot of things turned out in their favour in the sense mm-hmm. that India rolled out uh, whether the t- first two pitches that they played on have been turning like quite a lot. They haven't been you know, outrageous. This was to the point where you've got a kind of almost a leveller in that someone like you say, Matt Kuderman, can turn up and bowl well and be unplayable. And when you do that against a team that has someone like Nathan Lyon, in the in the third innings, who, like you said, is the most successful overseas spinner in in India or bowler in India, you're you're opening yourself up for something that could go horribly wrong. And Australia took full advantage of that and played really well. And uh, full credit to them for doing that. Yeah. Do you think um, as well, Max? We might have might have uh, gone a little bit carried away with how bad Australia are. Probably. Or, or, I think. Well, were. the other thing. I think you know Nathan Lyon wasn't really at his best in the first two games was he He was quite poor in the first test um got better in the second test but uh, he hadn't performed to his his best obviously the batting had been uh, a bit shambolic and you could you could go back to the old 2017 argument of uh, um australia have played their two warm-ups now on their third test <laughs> they finally arrived in india and um and been able to to play properly because they they you know, they did come in a bit undercooked. I mean, they did some prep, a lot of prep at home, didn't they? And trying to work out spinning pitches, but it's never, never quite, quite the same. And, um, you know, after a couple of tests, maybe they finally sort of, some of them have worked out how to, how to go about things and, uh, just about got over the line. I mean, it's, uh, Maybe I think that will be a narrative that people take away. Is that if oh if India if Australia had turned up and played three first class yeah, matches, everyone's they, always looking for that line. That line always... I don't. I don't know. I think I I think the way things have come together here, it's it's clearly some talented players that have come off, but there's also an element of like, well, let's just see what happens. And <laughs> and I like I don't I don't I I I kind of appreciate uh, where Australia have come from to to end up in the well, why don't we just see what happens state of mind because everything that they've tried sort of with a plan. Um, seems to have fallen apart <laughs> like oh, it seems to have not really worked and now they kind of reverted back to well we'll just play three spinners and open with Travis Head and um, you know hopefully he'll bash it around a little bit and it's it sort of has worked hasn't it like um, yeah. but I don't that that very evidently was not the plan to be in the series mm. like they did not think in the third match we're going to be opening it with Travis Head and Matt Kuhneman's going to have flown in to, 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 to like almost pick up a man of the match award like that wasn't um, that wasn't the script. The script was was you know I think reverse swing with Stark and Cummins you know tying him down at one end and then it'll be uh, Ashton Agar extending the batting and bowling left arm spin late, uh, with Lyon as the the danger man and Cam Green filling in some overs. I, I think that was what they were going with. And like you know Head wasn't in the team. Like it's it's it, they literally didn't pick um, him. So I think they have ended up in a situation where they they've managed to fluke this one to some extent uh, against that, that luck element you talk about. The head oh, clearly wasn't in in their first eleven before the series started. 
coming in for David Warner, who looks completely at sea at this level against this opposition, that's luck, right? That Warner got injured. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. There's like some things have gone for them. The last thing we'd like to do, I'd like to do on Australia is just go into the captaincy bit. Then we'll take a break and we'll go to uh, Max talking about boxer shorts and um, India. Um, Manscaped.com, 20% off with the code CricketPod. Uh, you mentioned Steve Smith, Dan, and we mm. didn't we didn't stop to discuss that in detail. What 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 do you mean about him? You know, a bit of luck there, maybe, with him taking over and Cummins flying home. Okay, so, I mean, I'm not a huge buyer of most captains. So let, let, me, let me try and explain what I mean by that. So I have about, a captains, about 90% of them are pretty neutral in terms of whether they're, they're good or bad. Um, I then have about 5% who are, I think are really good. You know, you can put your... Yeah, Peak Doni in that, for example, and, and such like. Uh, uh, and then there's a 5% who are really bad and have no job being captain of a cricket team. Um, I don't think Cummins or Smith are in either extreme bracket, but I do kind of, I don't really, by the same time, I, I don't really see Cummins as a tactical genius. And I think personally, I probably would, I'm not a massive fan of bowlers being captains in Test cricket either, because they don't tend to play every game. Uh, uh, um, I, I, I think that I think that the water, there's enough water under the bridge now for Smith to be given this job. So I'd I'd take I, I like I unless you're going to do something revolutionary and completely change how the team is is going to play, then I don't really see. Um, whether it may, you know that it makes any difference who who the captain is, I, I, I probably wouldn't have Smith down as a tactical genius either. And I think, yeah, like on the curve than if you're, I think the most you, important aspect is the leadership side of things and keeping everyone kind of positive when things are going badly. When you look at the way England sort of fell down with Root was captain, you could things drifted right. You could see people sort of kicking their heels, and there was a little bit of a like doom and gloom about things. And you need, I guess, a sort of relentless optimism or someone to cheer you up. And I think captaincy at, at test cricket level is as much about keeping people up when the chips are down and trying to, you know, trying to trying to basically keep the intensity up as much as anything mm-hmm. um, as, as you know, wacky plans uh, and the rest of it. And I but think I, Steve I, Smith probably uh, would be better than Pat Cummins in that, in that situation. But I don't I think take that necessarily matters to be there. Okay, if you, I, I agree with what how you define captaincy in Test cricket, especially, and I think I've spoken about this. Most of the captaincy in Test cricket is taking off a bowler when they're tired and bringing on the other bowler. Like it's not. <laughs> it's... I, no, I completely disagree about. But like, well, I, but it is. It's. It's. I think it's much more about workload management through through a no, day's play. No, than I, don't, it is. I don't agree with that at all. Okay, don't, well, don't, let's don't let's let's, let's... Be a prime example. I, I. I, I think you can be bad at workload management, and he was, and I think that yeah. was his, his. He was his, bad at a lot of things, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, he was, and uh, but I think the main, th- the main thing you're there for, and I agree with Max. I think this is why Coley was actually a very good Test captain. It's about making sure that your team sustain a level of intensity for ninety overs if you're in the field. I think that is the the biggest, the biggest thing then, you can do and as then a captain. Put Jadeja in the right place. And but well, like don't, in test cricket, you don't even really need to do that as long as you've got people who can vaguely catch the ball in the slips. Like, um, and actually, you know, England have been on a on on um, 
are a winning machine at the moment and they drop everything like it's um you don't even need people who can catch the ball in the slips it seems um i i think cummins would be better than smith and i think smith has actually shown that he will fail and has failed spectacularly in that role as somebody that has to g you up when you're down and keep you motivated and come up with ideas when things go wrong because he did oversee a team that just cheated like um i i i don't i'm not one of those people who thinks he should have been banned i don't really care that he's the captain again but i do think it is poor captaincy to allow your team to fragrantly break the rules because you're under a little bit of pressure like Mm. that isn't that isn't good captaincy um, Cummins hasn't done that, and I, I think I, I, you know. I think particularly for some of these, that would be pretty brazen for Cummins to, to for sure to bring out like, the sandpaper again. <laughs> I think I think if you're one of the, I think if you're particularly if you're you're captaining one of the big three, a, a lot of the role is is statesmanship as well. Like you're you're picking up a lot of media stuff, and you're um, you're the you're the face of the team. And I, I think Cummins is just better at that than Smith as well. Um, I, I, so I like you know in some I I really I, I think if you look across the formats, I think you need somebody who is is far more on it tactically speaking. In the shorter the format gets, I think the longer it gets, it's more more about motivation, more about big picture stuff, more about being the a, a figurehead. Um, because the the reality is like you know you can only bowl six overs of Mitchell Stark, seven overs or eight overs at a push, and then he needs a rest. And and that's going to be how the rhythm of the day, the rhythm of the day is dictated by the endurance of your bowlers. Now, yeah, of course you can fuck it up and break Joffrey Archer. Like that is, it's perfectly possible to do that. But um, unless you're, uh, unless you're completely terrible at it, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's it's the maybe not it's an, it might not be might not be an easy job but comparatively to T Twenty cricket and and fifty over cricket you have less of an impact in terms of your your direct direct on field okay decisions. I'm going to a counter argument for that a little bit sorry no that's oh, right then we're going no. to take a break debate, yeah, debate yeah, is a positive up, thing Dan yeah yeah uh, friendly challenge um, I actually think though that red ball cricket in terms of the analytics side of things is is very underserved and very underused. And I think that there's a lot of competitive advantages that can be gained in Red Bull cricket because basically everyone, the vast majority of people have a similar point of view, if that makes sense, to to, to what the view that you've just kind of kind of kind of mentioned over the last few minutes. Um I, I'm not I'm not in that camp. I genuinely think the that there's a lot of things that you can do tactically. And let's not forget as well that the rightly or wrongly uh the captain is a integral part of the the selection the selection dynamic in for most teams as well and and some players are are i mean personally speaking i there's not many players that i would i would value their opinion in terms of selection or recruitment i'll tell you that right now so so look there's there's they are involved with that decision as well. Now they're also involved in a lot of micro decisions as well. A lot of which I, we use Root as an example. And you know, apologies to the guy, but this is these are these are real, real examples of, of of I think poor captaincy. Is that you know over the last few years before McCullum, before Stokes, there was times when like England would play a team with like seven right-handers at the top of the order, and then they would play Dominic Bess. I mean, like that's just that's just like 
cricket like so obvious that that that's like the first thing you should learn in in terms of selection or deployment of your resources. Just just don't do that. Uh, and, I'm right. So I don't think this is a captaincy thing, though. I think this is like I, I agree. I agree on the 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 point about analytics and Red Bull cricket because you know, let's be honest, it probably isn't really where the money is. Like you no, you're know, right. there aren't are that many Red Bull analytics jobs out there. There are quite a, quite a few. Well, there are more. I know, quite a few. I imagine um, the data is a lot more complex to play with as well. Um, but like you know, if you're if if you, if you look if you want to make your national team captain the selector, that's that's a national team management structure flaw. That 100%. isn't. That isn't. Um, it's also the case with a lot of teams. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, and it, and, it, and it might be, and uh, and in those circumstances, I'm not sure it is with Australia. To to, to be fair, no, in this maybe, example, no, but, yeah, yeah. but um, and in in those situations, maybe you do want somebody who actually knows what they're talking about. Um, mm. But I mean, like strictly speaking, on field captaincy, like okay, Smith, so that's that's all Smith has come in to do, right? I'll he further, hasn't I'll further gone with the root thing from here. So, for example. Over the last few years, uh, when I looked at it, of, of Root's tenure as captain, he bowled against left-handers a lot more than he let best bowl against left-handers. Fair so enough. That, that is a micro. <laughs> that's a micro decision. That, that I'm fully in, in favour of that. He's the captain's responsibility <laughs> to give. Sorry, so I gave himself. Sorry, the best matchup against left-handers, I should say. So yeah. he bowled more against left-handers than 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 best against left-handers, uh, and so he's given he's given himself the better matchup there. Apart from uh, compared to a kid who is making his way in professional cricket still, uh, and possibly was promoted to the team a little bit ahead of when he should. I, mean, I, I that would be my counter to it. He shouldn't yeah, have been he, in the team, he, and yeah, Root identified that and ended up bowling himself because he was a better bowler. Well, this is the like, thing. <laughs> if you were a tactically astute captain, you wouldn't pick an off spinner to start with because you you would know that you're, you're back yourself, yeah. yourself exactly. So so there's these things, and and the game that really sticks out to me as well is New Zealand. Uh, the game I can't remember when it was. It must have been twenty. I want to say two thousand and. 21 was it i remember i think i think i was away at the 100 at the time so uh reminds it was a game when they just didn't didn't chase yeah yeah yeah, yeah. now ultimately that's that is a captain's decision a lot of the time now can you can you really believe right now that with this current set of, let's say silver was still coached but ben stokes was captain right 100 percent that is getting chased there's there's no right. doubt we're gonna we're gonna have to take a break we're gonna have to take a break because we, we are overrunning here because and we've got to get ads in but i don't i i think if we're using root as an example of an average captain we've gone a bit mad yeah because i think I mean, we would all me, agree that he's Dan's one putting of the him worst captains five percent where he's terrible <laughs> yeah, exactly. and we're saying but, that the decision the decisions that should be made should be simple for your average captain and that does still leave space for someone to be bad as a test test match that's captain. effectively what my argument but the decisions be. should be simple and i think those decisions are simple and they should be made by most captains uh, and i think that's where we're sort of saying like the there's more of a difference, basically, in the 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 complexity of the decisions that could be made in test cricket to short form cricket and generally. No, I think it's the other wrong. Yes, well, I think. No, I'm, I said it the wrong way around. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Can we? We're going to take a break and then we're going to come back because I want to talk about India and whether it's the end of an era. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. 
You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Cricket Podcast. Uh, we'll have to do a special show on captaincy, or, or I mean, I'm sure it will come up again as, at some mm. point in the future. Uh, Max, you're going to have to get the copy up for Manscaped in a minute, but before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about um, India and what this loss might mean. So I think it's their th- was it their third loss of the last decade at home. Um, they've they lost one to to Australia Pune in 2017, and they lost to England or Joe Root basically in um, <laughs> in 2021. Um, bowled out really cheaply in the first innings here, Dan, for 109. Mm. The the game plan for India, and I think it's it's sort of become more evident in, in recent years, is to rely really heavily on their spin bowlers outperforming the opposition spin bowlers and mm. and assume that having nine capable batters, um, maybe you know, rather than four star batters, but nine very capable batters will be will mean that they they you know, have enough to grind out the 250 that they need in the first innings and to pick pick off or, or knock off the 150 that they'll need in the second innings does this game and the the kind of manner of the dual collapses and maybe some of their recent stutters particularly at the top of the order does it give you any indication that maybe we we are seeing the end of an era from the point of view of either this tactic or some of the players that they are using um, well, firstly, from a tactic point of view, a strategy point of view, I mean, picking picking nine competent batters and three of the best spinners in the world at home and Matt Turner's probably isn't the worst strategy in the world. Um, I'm not, if, we're, if we're talking about bad strategy, that's not bad strategy. That's a pretty solid thought process, I reckon. Um, but, but, but I know what you're saying, and, and I think we kind of touched on it a little bit last time I was on the pod as well, about a lot of teams are coming to the this juncture where they have to look at at least evolution if not revolution and overhaul of, of their playing group because they've got so many players who are all getting way past peak age all together at the same time i think the example we we use key as a key example last time we used was new zealand, new zealand right? yeah who I think are in a really similar position as well. And I think that the both New Zealand and India are, are have been you can you can say that they're guilty of being very reticent to to jettison players who are past their sell by date. Uh, and it and it's something that we've you know it's not it's not the first time I mentioned it. It's it's very, very apparent in the IPL as well, you know, when you've got players who are severely in decline and they're still going for ten plus crore in the It's all CSK's fault. 
but but yeah, it's it's you know if if cricket if cricket if football was cricket, we'd still have Michael Owen and, and Wayne Rooney playing for England and stuff. You know, like this is just that's that's how it is, and and, and it is wrong. Teams have got to be so much more proactive about anticipating decline of players, and ultimately be more willing to make ruthless decisions when the situation demands it. The other Max. option, of course, is that you go for the bionic approach of uh, taking your best bowler and slowly replacing parts of his anatomy with bionic limbs, which I can only assume is what England have done with Jimmy Anderson. Reminds me Could of Trigger's trigger, yeah. broom on only fours and fours. Max, the, the, uh, broadly speaking here with India, I think you can sort of look. There is, there is I wouldn't say it's evolution the same way as, as Dan's talking about, because I agree with that. I think that some of their players... I think it's weird that they're sort of carrying around Shubman Gill and Shreyas Iyer and not really using either of them in yeah. a, in a. I mean, well, I, I think like, they're, Bajara, at, least, they're Rohit, at least as good as Ashwin. the players in the team, I would say. And to to pick them and to play them in sort of odd positions and not really know where to bat them in the first place, I think it's a bit strange. But yeah. um, if we look at what how India have gone about winning Test matches over the last, let's say, seven years. About seven years ago, we saw a lot of relatively true surfaces in India. And effectively, what would happen is that Kohli's side would back themselves to outbat the opposition. Mm. And then with Bumrah, Shami and Ishant Sharma, out-bowl the opposition with, with you know, seam-up quality bowling for tossing the ball over to Ashwin and Jadeja later in the match to, to finish them off. And that was extremely successful. They just ground teams into the dirt. I know if you, remember, you probably remember when England got 500 batting first and still lost like pretty comfortably. Um, it was, you know, it was effectively that game plan. Then as we've seen uh, the decline of the batting unit, uh, I think spins come more into the game and obviously Ishant Sharma retiring or not being, maybe not retiring, but being shunted out of the, the front 11 reduces that, that scene battery uh, injury questions about Boomerang now uh, as well further reduces that scene battery. Where's the next evolution going to go? Like, I, I feel like we're kind of testing the limits of, of how much you can get a pitch to spin to help Ashwin and Jadeja. And, and maybe we saw in this test, like the point at which it just becomes a complete leveler. Like yeah. if you've ever played 11 aside football in England and you turn up and it's just, it's muddy as shit and the grass is it's yeah. like knee you high. And you got thinking, 10% incline at one end. Yeah. Barcelona have got like, you know, if we were playing Barcelona here, it's going to come down to whoever wants it the most. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what, what, what do you think? Is... On a frozen pitch on Sunday morning at your local yeah. rink. Yeah, exactly. What do you think we're going to see next from India? And, and or like, or do you think we'll just keep going down this spin route until Ashwin and Jadeja keel over? It's a it's a very interesting question. I think it depends on how much uh, India overreact to losing this game. Now, India overreacted to losing that game against England um, at Chennai when Joe Root scored a bunch of runs because the next thing they did was churn everything up and. The sort of reverse has happened here in that everything is, you know, the ball's spitting everywhere and it's sort of allowed Australia spinners to come into the game and close the skill gap. So um, it, it depends very much on how skillful their uh, their groundsmen are as well. I mean, the you'd, you'd think the first two pitches are sort of the template that they're still going to follow because that did kind of work, you know, ideally. There was enough in, this, in it for the spinners uh, and that gave them the advantage and... Um, and that's that's where it went. But I, I I think they just have to sit down and and look at what you know what's going to be 
what's going to be coming through in this this India side. I mean, Ash, how old is Ashwin now? What, 36? 36, yeah. So, I mean, he's not going to be around forever. Uh, and that is a that is a huge, huge uh, pair of shoes to fill in terms of the skill that he's got. I mean, he does have big feet in, in real life. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and actual shoes, yeah. Um, I, and... You know who's who's going to be replacing? I mean, we'll be looking at someone like Washington Sundar. You know, he's he's a good off spinner, but he's he's nowhere near the caliber. So you, you're going to have to, I think, look at trying to get back to the the batting again because I think that's where probably a lot of the talents coming through. You have got Shubman Gill coming in, Shreyas Iyer, like you said, and you know maybe their Pajara and Shot and Rohit are probably the two big ones that will end up retiring probably sooner rather than later you know maybe Virat Kohli as well but I think you know there's there's a lot of batting in uh in India that can come through I think we haven't, we haven't even, uh, spoken about um uh some of the others who you know dominating the Safras Khan. Yeah. Khan exactly being being a prime example so there's and, and yeah, Pant playing without Rishabh well. Pant as well of course mm. hopefully he can come back and be you know uh, the level that that he was uh, before, so I, I think the batting is probably the way to uh, the way to go. Go back to that grinding, grinding teams down, and and uh, and see what what you know what comes out of it. And and ultimately, they're all going to be better players of spin than overseas batters, bar the odd one. So when pitches start to deteriorate, I guess it's almost a more classical where you'd expect a, a game to go in that, you know, you, you, it is good for batting to start with and it very quickly deteriorates because it's so hot and dry and becomes all about how well you play spin. And I, I think we might be ending up going, going in that direction because uh, I, I, I can't see particularly with the loss of Ashwin, how that's going to sort of correlate well with, with, with winning games. Do you agree with that, Dan? A question, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the answers. To the nearest number, whole number, what is Virat Kohli's test average from the start of 2022 onwards? So the last sort of 14 months. 22. Go on. So Max was 21? I said 22. Jack said 21. Uh, Max wins. It's 25.07. And that's facing almost 900 balls. Mm. 16 innings, uh, 15 dismissals. Only one score above 50. Uh, and when your your talisman, your your you know, your your superhero, your you, the absolute marquee player in your team, is underperforming to such an extent, um, is that partly because India are rolling out ridiculous pitches? Well, you say that, but but, <laughs> but Pants averaging sixty two in the same time period. Okay, Jadeja averaging 50, 54. Shreyas is averaging forty two. Right, Kadar is thirty nine. Uh, Rohit Sharma's thirty seven. And even Akshar Patel's 36, and so is Vihari. So uh, um, if you're looking at performance performances versus teammates, I would suggest that uh, that's not... Drop Virat Kohli. That's what I'm hearing. And, and, and King Legend, I mean, Ross will be delighted to hear this. It's just such a shame he's not on the show. He's averaging 15.91 <laughs> in the same time period. Uh, he's oh, he's the big legend. winner of this test match as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, lads, um, we are going to have to wrap up the show now. We've done our 40 minutes. Thanks very much for people tuning in. Uh, Tim, Yuvashanth, uh, Akshay, Babu, Laura Lee, 
Um, been enjoying your chats as they have come through. If you want to support the show, sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash the cricket pod. And to play us out, Max, I'd like you to tell us about boxer shorts. Oh, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, you may have noticed uh, in indoor, it was quite, quite hot, got to about 34 <laughs> degrees uh, at times. And um, one of the things that happens when it's hot is that it become, can become quite uncomfortable in your boxer shorts. But don't worry, you've got the boxers 2.0 from Manscaped to help you out, not only uh, with their brand new and, uh, and soon to be patented jewel pouch. Um, they have micromodal fabric, soft and breathable to keep your cucumber cool. Walk, walk, run, strut, shimmy down the wicket and dispatch Nathan Lyon for six over Cal Corner. All things that you can do with these boxers on without breaking a sweat. So uh, get yourself over to manscaped.com uh, and use the code CRICKETPOD for 20% off and free shipping. Great. Thanks, Stan, for coming on. Um, hopefully okay. catch you Let's soon. Let's see and, you guys. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.